Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today I wanted to talk to you about, is it possible to rewire your brain? So... One of the things that's interesting about our brains is that the negative impact of negative thoughts that we incur are three times more powerful in affecting motivation and even in affecting how we manifest things. And the reason is that it's easier to remember the bad stuff that's happened to you during the day than the good. Why is it that our brains have such a negativity bias? Well, the reason is actually pretty simple. Our brains are wired to pay more attention to negative experiences because it's a self-protective characteristic. When we were younger, one of the ways that we learned was through experience. So if you touch something hot, your brain remembered that experience and that protected you and kept you from touching something hot in the future. Just like that, any of our negative experiences our brain holds on to because we are learning not to do the thing that's negative again or to cause that negative outcome. So our brains actually are wired to remember the negative experiences more than the positive. There was a study done, though, that was really interesting. There's something called the Tetris effect. So what happened was that scientists took girls and had them play the game Tetris. And as you're playing the game Tetris, if you know this game at all, you have to rearrange shapes so that they fit in a line and then that line disappears and more shapes come down and the The more you level up, the harder it gets because it gets faster that these shapes fall and the shapes get weirder and harder to put in. And what they figured out was the longer people played this game, the more they played it and the longer they played it, the less their brains had to really use brain power or energy while they were playing it. Because what they discovered was that the more your brain goes on autopilot, so when you get used to doing an activity and it's mundane and you keep doing it and doing it, your brain goes on autopilot and doesn't need to use as much power, doesn't need to use as much energy to do the activity or to do whatever it is that you're doing. So when you want to be more positive, what we're doing is we're fighting off the brain's natural tendency to want to be negative. So in order to do that, you have to get into the habit of, instead of focusing on the negative, focusing on positive. And then once your brain you know, gets into the habit of doing that, then it kind of goes on autopilot, excuse me, and it starts looking for the positive things instead of the negative. But it takes a lot of rewiring. It doesn't just happen overnight. So that's when I came across the topic of neuroplasticity, and that is the ability for the brain to reorganize itself. So when we learn conditions, like when we have bad attitudes about money, or when we have bad habits, when we have bad thoughts regarding food, 
And this is really easy to understand. Think about how much we go on autopilot in our lives. I know when I was a kid, I was very much used to grabbing like a bag of potato chips and just sitting on the couch and watching TV. Or I'd go get something to el- something else to eat and just sit on the couch and watch TV. And I, I did it in a way, it was very mindless. Like I wasn't thinking about what I was doing, I just did it. Because I, it was a habit and it was something that I did all the time because... My mom would be like, oh, do you want to watch TV and let me give you a bag of chips while you're watching it, you know, and it seems harmless. But the problem is that we're getting into a habit. We're being conditioned that when we want to sit down and relax, we need to eat something with us when we do that. And it just becomes habit. And so half the time, even I think about this a lot of times during the day, I will eat things and not realize like I have eaten it. You know what I mean? Like I don't remember eating it. When I go back and I was like, oh, I just had this for lunch. And then I think, oh, no, wait, I also had this. Oh, and then I had this. And I used to be really bad about that until I started a a journal where I wrote down everything I ate. I had to do it for class one time. And so I thought, okay, you know, but what I realized when I did it was there are a lot of things throughout my day that I would eat without really thinking about it because, again, it was on autopilot and you just reach for things and you don't think about it. So a big part for me of being more mindful about eating right and eating healthy was that I had to pay attention to what I was eating all the time, not I'm obsessed over it. There's a difference in that. But being aware in what I'm eating throughout my day and when I eat something, making sure that I remember, hey, I ate this and I ate this so that I don't go and eat. And, And making sure too, like, am I really hungry? Is this something I really need? Because it's very easy to go on autopilot and to just grab food because it's there and because it's what we do. And we don't need it and we don't need to do that. And so we need to break those habits. And there are a lot of things we do. People do that with smoking. It just becomes a habit. So they feel like they have to have it. Um, People who drink soda, you know, they'll say, well, I can't drink anything else. You know, I, I need my caffeine or people who drink coffee. And I sit there, you know, I post about coffee all the time. I love my coffee. But if someone said to me, you need to give up your coffee, I would. But it would be hard because it's an a habit for me. It's something that I do all the time. I get up in the morning and the first thing I do is I get my coffee and my protein shake. And that's how I start my day. So it would be something that I would have to break. And the thing is that bad habits occur because again, our brain goes on our autopilot and we take our cues from our daily routine. So the brain saves energy because the brain needs to save energy for higher order thinking. So when we're going throughout our day and doing our daily routine, like brushing our teeth or putting on makeup or blow drying our hair, whatever, shaving, our brain is on autopilot. It is conserving energy because it saves the energy it needs for the more higher order thinking. Think about all the times that you've driven to and from work. I know I myself have done this many times when I had a 50 minute drive. I would get to a certain point in my drive and be like, oh my gosh, I really didn't even remember the last part of my drive. And it was because my brain knew the way and went on autopilot. And it does that in order to conserve energy. 
And it's really interesting if you think about it, and it makes sense that we pick up a lot of bad habits simply because we're not being aware of what we're doing. We're not being mindful about our activities or how we're thinking, which is a lot of people, you know, we talk about the manifesting and they're like, I'm not seeing anything. It's because you're not being mindful of your thoughts and you're allowing that negative thought to come in or you're allowing the fear to come in instead of just focusing on the good things and on the positive things. So the interesting thing is that there are five pathways that have to be activated in order to create new neural networks in the brain, but they actually can be created and studies have now shown working with this um, neuroplasticity that people who have brain damage and even older people, like it was once thought that older people like they stop producing new neural pathways and evidence has shown that that's not necessarily true. They found that in a 72-year-old, that person was still creating neural pathways. And again, it was thought that, no, that can't be the case, but it is the case. And they're finding that this might be something that can help people who've had brain injuries. So the first thing is, There are five pathways that have to be activated in order to create these new neural networks in the brain. So in order to understand that, you've got to look at the principles of brain science. And the brain is a very complicated thing, but we do know a little bit about it. So the first thing is the active thinking sets into motion a chemical reaction in the brain that can be... uh, it can be compared to plugging in a string of lights. As you think about something, whether it's positive or or negative, you turn on a string of lights related to that topic. The second thing is the more you think, feel, and act the same way, the faster the lights turn on and the brighter they glow. So the string of lights um, related to driving a car at 45 years old is much brighter and faster than the string you had at 16 years old because you've been doing it longer and you have more experience and you've had more thought. Then we also have trillions of brain cells. So that would be like thousands of strings of lights correlating with our habits in all areas of our life. So Donald Hebb's landmark discovery in 1949 that neurons that fire together, wire together, explains the process of wiring and strengthening brain pathways. The key is that we have to activate as many of these pathways as possible, given that they work synergistically. One pathway alone is not enough to successfully rewire your brain. But when you repeatedly align your beliefs, visions, feelings, and actions, you will experience lasting changes in your brain. So what are the ways that we create these new pathways in our brains? And I'm not even kidding you. When you start doing this and you continue practicing it, because That is one of the stipulations is that you have to practice it over and over and over again. When you start doing this, you're going to see lasting, lasting results. They've done studies with this that have shown they gave people like a challenge to do. And I'm going to talk about that in the end. And the people who kept up with it, who didn't quit even after the study was over, they revisited with those people and those people found lasting results because they kept doing the work. So I'm going to talk about that. So the number one thing 
is you need to identify the beliefs that support your attention. So seeing is not required for believing. In fact, sometimes you have to believe it is possible if you really expect to see it manifest in your life. So examine your current beliefs about a desired goal and identify those beliefs that align with the possibility of achieving your intention. So if you want to see, for example, making a lot of money, you might have to think about why you think you can achieve that. Well, we can achieve that because we know we've seen people do it. Like We know there are people who do this. We want to manifest, but we know it's possible because we've seen other people do it. So we have to align our beliefs with, you know, the thing it is that we are hoping to see. The second thing you need to do is to embrace your positive emotions. Emotion is the fuel. It's the juice or the power behind accomplishing your goals, seeing your intentions come to life. Without emotion, the thought is just neutral. It has no real power. So it's not enough just to repeat the positive affirmations. You actually have to feel those affirmations. Now, I've said this before. Sometimes when you first start doing it, you don't really feel anything. But the feeling is important. And it's doing it sometimes until the point that we get to where we feel those affirmations about ourselves. The third thing you have to do is visualize. The brain can't tell the difference between something that's real or imagined. So when you mentally rehearse your new habits, you're strengthening your ability to create them in real life. So you want to identify images that would go along with you accomplishing your goals. If you want to see yourself owning a successful and thriving business, visualize yourself in your office taking calls from new clients, seeing clients write reviews about you, whatever it is that you need to do that aligns with your vision. Next, you have to take action to support your intentions. Your actions have to match what you say you want and vice versa. So you can't think and feel one way and act another. Okay, so you can't say, I want to be thin and then not do anything about it. So your actions do need to line up. So It's taking small steps sometimes. Sometimes it's just, you know, if you want to, if you want to have a successful business, your first step might be to go and do some research as to what it would take to open this business. What is your competition? Going and doing the research about that. Just saying I want it and then not doing anything isn't going to make anything happen. Because you're putting energy into that. And the most important thing is to repeat Repeat, repeat. Change requires practice. You have to practice the new habit. And as we tell people in foreign language, if you don't use it, you lose it. We tell our students all the time, if you stop practicing your language, you're going to lose it. People will tell you all the time, oh, I took Spanish in high school or I took German in high school. And then you say, well, what do you say something? What do you remember? And all they'll remember is, hi, what's your name? Because we drill that first few weeks of German I know we drill it and then the rest of the stuff we don't drill as much because it's just moved so fast but people don't remember it if they don't practice it so you really 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 have to repeat that and there's a saying that I thought was really interesting emotions create habits emotions create habits 
So the more strong your emotion is or the stronger your emotion is to something, the more deeply your brain rewires to it. So the more strongly you feel when you look in the mirror and you say your I am affirmations, the more strongly you feel about it. Like, I am a beautiful, intelligent, caring person and everyone sees that. When you really feel that about yourself, your brain makes a much more deep connection and the deeper the connection, the longer lasting it is and the easier it is for your brain to go to that positive place instead of going to the negative place. So if that makes sense. Um, So I thought this was interesting. There is a happiness challenge and I love this because I love doing challenges anyway. Um, I don't know, something about it I always feel like I want to push myself to be better. And so when someone says, oh, do you want to do a challenge? Unless it's like a running thing, I don't run. And I've even tried to push myself to run and I ran for a little bit and I did okay, but it's not my thing. I just don't enjoy it. So I don't run. But any other kind of challenge, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I want to do that. So there's a happiness challenge. So I challenge each and every one of you to do this happiness challenge because I'm going to do it and I want you to do it with me. So the first thing is in this happiness challenge, scan for three daily positive things in your life. What going on around you do you already see in your life that is positive? So for me, I would say I have this really amazing business that's really starting to pick up and thrive. I have two amazing kids who are making me so proud by doing well in school and they're getting ready to go off on this big adventure of college and that makes me happy. I have, excuse me, family and friends who are so supportive and I love them so much and that makes me happy. I could go on and on. I could pick way more than three, but pick three. Um, And even you could make it if you wanted to because we can all say that we have those things, but Maybe three things that happened in your day that was positive. So for me, I could say, well, one of my students told me to have a really nice day and that, you know, she was glad she was in my class. That was a positive. Um, one of the teachers offered me, um, offered me homemade goodies that she had baked. You know, I thought that was so nice. I politely declined because I know I'm going to be getting ready to eat horribly on Thursday, but, um, the thought was nice. So three positive things. They could be things that happened in your day, whatever. Give one shout out to someone daily. So if I were to give a shout out to someone today, I would give a shout out to my daughter because she's been experiencing back pain for like four years now. And There's not really anything that they've been able to do to help her. It's just an injury that unfortunately it's going to have to, you know, just get better over time. And she's done physical therapy and this is the second specialist we've seen and she doesn't complain. So you wouldn't even know she was in pain half the time. So I give a shout out to her for being just pleasant about it and, and being strong and, you know, I'm, I'm very impressed by her. And then the third thing is do something nice. So for me, um, I am going to go do a card reading and I'm going to give my energy to other people to help them and hopefully they'll have a better day. 
So that's my doing something nice for today. Um, tomorrow, we'll have to see what it is. But those are the three things you do daily. Scan for three daily positives. Give one shout out to someone. Do something nice. And then the last thing is mind your mind. Mindfulness is all about paying attention to the present moment without judgment. Opening your awareness beyond the narrowness of negativity that can help you bring more balance and positivity into the picture. And I love that. And we all could use more positivity. So take the challenge with me, okay? Find three positive things daily. Give a shout out to someone. Do something nice to someone, for someone. And when you say it like that, to someone, it sounds like it's not something nice. Do something nice for someone. And then also pay attention to your mind. Mind your mind. Make sure that you are keeping your thoughts positive and focusing on what you want to see in your life, not what you don't. All right, guys. Well, I want to thank you for being here with me. I'm giving you a shout out. Thank you for being such awesome, loyal listeners. I love you all. And I'm so glad to have you following me every day. Thank you to all of those who reach out to me because many of you do and you tag me on social media. Thank you for that. You really have no idea how much that means to me. It really does mean a lot and it holds a special place in my heart for you. Thank you for that. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please share it with others. That helps me to forward my mission to help as many people heal as possible. And I truly appreciate all of those who already do that. If you're interested in working with me, there are so many ways you can. Just go to my website, melissaoatman.com. You can check out my services and my pricing. And when you're ready to book, you can email me at melissaoatman77 at gmail.com. Or you can text me or message me on any social media form. And we can set up your schedule and then um, you can pay the invoice there or you can pay online. It's up to you. If you'd like to work with me and you're not sure, just reach out. People do that all the time. They say, I want to work with you, but I don't know what I need. And we figure it out from there. And I am not the kind of person who's going to just tell you the most expensive thing. I do not do that. I will tell you exactly what I think that you need. And, you know, we can go from there. Don't forget to follow me on social media. On Instagram, I upload videos to IGTV. I go live on Facebook and I just post positive things daily. So if you'd like a positive, refreshing dose of inspiration, check out my social media. Thank you as always. I hope that you guys have a beautiful day. And I will be um, doing a podcast on Wednesday, but Thursday and Friday for Thanksgiving, I am going to be taking a little break so that I can spend time with my family. And I hope that you guys are able to spend time with yours as well. I love you and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.